Always remember, you ain't first, you're last. Hey y'all, this is MC, and you're listening to the FBA First or Last podcast. How's your day today? You a big NASCAR fan? Well, you have come to the right place. Here's your host, Juggalo Trey and Tristan Shannon. Hello and welcome to the Napa Auto Parts Studios here in Houston, Texas. All right. This is the If You Ain't First, Your Last podcast. I'm your uh, sort of host, Trey Campbell, with my co-host, Tristan Shannon, over here. What up? So we got uh, a whole action-packed weekend at Sonoma. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of uh, heart-pounding moments there. Yeah. Uh, really just breathtaking, you know? I really... Really lived up to the hype. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Sonoma is always a race I look forward to, but uh, you pretty much knew whenever the 78 stopped and everybody else didn't that you knew who was going to win the race. I got to say, yeah, this was kind of more like an F1 race, you know? Yeah, Like, lots of pitch strategy, and some people like that. I mean, I can live with it every once in a while, but when it's happening every week, that's kind of where I get tired of it. And, you know... <clears throat> I'd have been okay with it if if the race had been closer, but I mean Truex won by what twenty two seconds or something. Right. Yeah, that that just wasn't fun. And I'm sorry if I sound weird. It's because I'm sick now. It's it's, it's my like, turn. Yeah, it's your turn to be sick. Yeah. So, uh, you know, other than the racing being, you know, kind of mediocre and boring, there were some good stories to come out. Well, great stories. Alex Bowman getting a, a good finish. And we have guys like Chris Busher and uh, Matt DiBenedetto having great runs. Yeah, uh, Matt DiBenedetto, that's a guy I really think that can, that if he were in the 18 car right now, mm-hmm. he'd probably be up there. But he's really making it work with yep. a team that doesn't have the budget like we see a Joe Gibbs or a Rick Hendricks. Also looking through the the finishing order, you got Eric Jones rebounding after being wrecked, finishing seventh. Yeah. And, uh, you got guys, I mean, Parker Kligerman didn't yeah. wreck. Great so, job yeah. by Parker Kligerman <laughs> to keep it keep uh, the fenders on. Uh, Bubba Wallace rebounding to finish 29th. I mean, that's not great, but. For how he looked in those practice session, sessions, I mean. Oh, and then we got uh, noodle arm Ryan Blaney, no power steering, coming home yep, 34th. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I got to say. Sonoma is probably the toughest track in all of NASCAR. Yeah, especially not to have power steering. Yeah. If, if I hear you have no powers, or if I sense that I don't have power steering anymore, it's like lap, what was it, 30 or something? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to park it. But shout Man. out Ryan Blaney. Yeah, I mean, driving a truck. I drove a truck that ran out of power steering, and it was impossible. Yeah. I couldn't imagine doing that for 120 laps like Ryan Blaney did, and, or 110 a vehicle, laps. You know. Yeah. And so that alone is worth a mention. Obviously, the Toyotas came out in full force. Kyle Busch was up towards the front for a good period of the race. Yeah. Um, he probably, you just felt like he he didn't have a winning car. Like You, you, you knew pretty quickly that it was between the 78 and the 4. Uh, Boyer kind of came on strong at some point. So then Chase Elliott ran a lot better than I thought he would. Um, 
But, yeah, the class of the field, the whole race was a 78 and the 4, and maybe the 14 you could throw in there. Yeah. How about Clint Boyer, by the way? I, I got a, a question sort of for this segment that okay. I saw and read it. But would you classify Clint Boyer as a championship contender at this moment? See, I I, I was I heard that exact question on um, Sirius XM NASCAR. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he has to be the fourth guy now. It's, I think it, so, it's too. It's impossible to just give that spot to Larson whenever Boyer's won two races and has r- run very consistently up towards the front, it seems like, almost every week. So, yes, as of right now, Clint Boyer, he's, he's, he is fourth place, but he is among the top four. Yeah, I, I no question. I really like, though, what Kevin Harvick said earlier in the pre-race. He said in eight weeks, though, it could all be different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Joey Logano could win eight in a row. You know, yeah, you never you know. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> I think he wins this week, though, but that's kind of for later. Foreshadow. Yeah, but uh, a great race for Harvick, as always. As he always. led the most laps, I think. Um, uh, but No, Truex did. Oh, yeah, it was Truex. He was he led a lot of laps. Though. Yeah, Har- uh, Truex at sixty two, Harvick with thirty five, Eric Jones with one, Denny Eric, Hamlin yeah. four. I forgot about that. Eric Jones led a lap, and Kurt Busch with one. Uh, Kyle Larson had two laps led. I don't remember that, and I'm pretty sure the only person would be Almondinger. Yeah, yeah he five. won a, won that stage. Yes, that. Let me just say that was stupid on on their part to keep him out there. Well, you know, I guess for his sake, it's kind of like. Because since since there's only been really three cars winning a lot of races this year, there's so many guys who will probably get in on points. Yeah. And what a better way for him to take advantage of that than by winning a stage and getting 10 regular season points and one potential playoff point if he were to make it in the playoffs. But, you know, it, I know Almondinger really took it on the chin after after he got out by missing the, the shift. shift. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, you're the road course guy. You're you not know? supposed to you're, miss the no, shift. No, like, we, like, I remember whenever Dale Jr. missed that shift at Pocono, everybody gave him crap. Yeah, that was uh, last year, I <laughs> yeah, think. Yeah, and, and you know, it, you, this is why you're in NASCAR, to, to drive Sonoma. Yeah. You know, this is why you got brought here. I kind of see what you're saying with stage points, but honestly, if you look at the bigger picture and win the race, you're in the chase regardless. Right, but it's... Do you think if if Almondinger were to be up there, I still think Truex and Harvick would have outdueled him. They probably would have beat him. So, but so I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's all up for interpretation. We finally disagree on something. Yeah, yeah. Thank I, God. That's that was the first yeah. a milestone here. But I really think Almondinger, it's his chances of victory aren't out of the out of the the uh, possibility, the realm of possibility. Oh no, because. There's still Daytona. We go to Watkins Glen. There's there's a whole bunch of tracks that I know he's good at. Martinsville. Martinsville, yeah. I know that's a the next Martinsville race is in the chase. Yeah. But I, I still think he can win that Martinsville race at the end of the year. And play spoiler or advance another round in the playoffs if he's in it. Yeah. Um, I don't think he gets into the playoffs unless he wins Watkins Glen. But nonetheless, still a good run for the Kroger Briar's ice cream. Every other sponsor. We could be here for 25 minutes if Just you want to list off, off all sponsors. those sponsors. Good for him, though. Yeah, yeah. So, a good moral victory for them, but at the end and of the day. last place finish. Yeah, at the end of the day, <laughs> finish last. Uh, the second stage was won by Denny Hamlin. Correct. Who tried to kind of implore that same strategy. And see, that that is where where I have your take of, you know, if you're Denny Hamlin, you know you're in the playoffs. Yeah. 
I think Denny's getting in regardless yeah, of if he I, wins. Denny Hamlin can back into the playoffs. Yeah. I think. I, I think um, besides the race, I think among non-race winners, he has the highest average finish or something. So Denny yeah. Hamlin's going to make the playoffs. I think a win's coming for Denny Hamlin. It has soon. to be. It really, has to be. really, really soon too. Maybe Daytona. That'd be that'd be very interesting. I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would not enjoy a Denny Hamlin Daytona win. No, <laughs> but. Daytona is coming up. That might be a show we kind of miss out on because yeah, you're going. I am going. Uh, we 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 originally thought that this was Daytona week. I guess I was really excited to go, but yeah, no, I don't blame you. We got triple header at Chicagoland, um, and then off to Daytona. I will probably not be able to do a show. It's not completely out of the realm of possibilities, but I'd I'd probably say eighty twenty. I won't be able to. Yeah, we'll um, try to make something work on Tuesday. Yeah, uh, and if not, I guess we can do. I guess I can give my picks for Daytona in, in case, in yeah, case that, I can't do it. And that then, was kind of what I was referring to because, you know, you're you're missing – we're going to miss Daytona, so let, we could kind of talk about Daytona. Okay, so we can we – can, instead of having, like, a guest, the fourth segment, we can kind of just we could, we do could, a little baby Daytona segment. Yeah, we could do a little bit of Daytona in each segment. Okay, all um, right. But – did you want to talk about Suarez getting dumped by yeah. Johnson right now? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about that first, though. What in the world happened to Daniel Suarez was what I was thinking when I saw he fell all the way to 15th and mm-hmm. he was running in, like, 8th. Yeah. I was like, what the hell happened to Suarez? And we didn't see it till like, 20 minutes after the race was over. Yeah, and I wasn't able to watch the race live, so I didn't even know about that. I found out on Twitter. I found out on, on uh, Twitter as well. Uh uncharacteristic of Jimmy Johnson to spin somebody out like that. Yeah, and, you know, I I guess at a road course it's really frustrating sometimes cuz it's really especially at Sonoma it's really hard to pass. Yeah, and you got to use your brakes a lot. Maybe his brakes were worn out. Well, maybe maybe that and my I guess my thought is that you know, it's the end of the race. Suarez isn't going to let him go. So no, of course maybe, not. Maybe Johnson felt like he was holding him up too much and he just had enough. And as a former Jeff Burton fan, I remember a couple years ago at Sonoma, Boris said, dump Jeff Burton. I really didn't enjoy that. So I think I know which one, which race you're talking about. He, he, like, he dumped him, but he was able to finish. It was, like, for about 10th place. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a long time yeah. ago. And I'm still pissed off at Boris I remember for that. Boris said had a history of doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, you know, we all know that I work at Track 21, and Boris said is, I believe, the co-owner of K1. So oh, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I also don't like Boris said for yeah. that. Uh, the one thing I remember Boris said for was when he completely almost killed David Reagan and uh, David Rudiman at Watkins Glen. Oh, yes. And that ginormous crash. Yeah. Then, yeah. And then he tried to go fight Greg Biffle. You know, Boris said something else, man. I he, remember, uh, didn't he almost win a Daytona race one time? Yeah, 06. He yeah. was leading on the last restart, and yeah. everybody just kind of blew by him. Almost, There's Jong, by the way. Yeah, shout out Jong there. Shout out to Jong Lee. Yeah. The bleeping master. The bleeping master. But yeah, Boris said I've always liked him, but only because of his attitude towards like NASCAR and all the other drivers. He just kinda came in and was like, I don't give a fuck about it, anybody. Yeah, I'm Boris said I'm l- only here twice a year. A little old school, man. He's you know, he's out here trying to I guess get his nut. Yeah, and, and he's he can probably still race, but how old is he? Hey, let me Google that. He's in the he's in his fifties up yeah, here, but he's retired, that's I, I think. Yeah, let me see. I'm sure he isn't starving. 
No. K1. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I'm sure he's got money. He is literally 55 years old. He is one year older than Bobby Labonte. Wow. Brian Vickers is only 34. I know. Shame. That is a shame. Brian Vickers is a great driver. I really, he didn't start out all that great at no. Hendrix. No. But that wasn't really his fault because they kind of rushed him into it. Yeah. Because he, he won the championship his rookie year. Yeah. And the Bush series and then just kind of went into the cup and didn't do shit. Kind of. Logano-esque, because Logano didn't really have a lot of early success in yeah. the 20 car. And then he won at, what, New Hampshire? Yeah, he did in the 55. Oh, wait, no, yeah, yeah. Logano, yeah, Logano. won in the 20 car. Yeah. Because it, because Wasn't it, a rain it delay? rained out. Yeah. And then he won That's, Pocono because yeah. he knocked Mark Martin out of the way. I hate Joey Logano. <laughs> Most do. But uh, as I was saying, Boris said he's retired, I think, now officially. Yeah. So. Thank God. But he was always kind of the road course <laughs> ringer. Don't don't die on me. Over yeah, there. I'm, I'm gonna try to survive this. He was him and Ron Fellows were always the guys you knew were gonna be at the uh, road who, course. Who was that guy that um, would always run in the nationwide races? You know what I'm talking about? He'd kind of be the road course ringer for, for. I think Penske had him on. Oh, Jill's Villeneuve. Yes, yes. Or not Jill. Yeah, that's but, his dad. But, but the last Jacques. name, Jacques. Yes, Jacques Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Yeah, yes. Yeah, Miss Mister Quebec. Yeah, he uh, he wrecked Danica, I think, at Mid Ohio. Yes, that was uh, that was a. Uh, he won a race, didn't he? Did he win that Mid Ohio race? I remember I don't he won a so. race. I don't remember. I, he might have. But I think he might be thinking of Almondinger when he was in that car. D- oh wait, 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 no! What I'm wait, Almondinger was in the twenty two. Yeah, for like a, a one race at Mid Ohio, and he nice. won. And he wow. also ran IndyCar, the Indy 500 with Penske. Wow. Yeah. So you're teaching me new things every every episode. Yeah, but I don't think Jacques Villeneuve, he, he won a race. I don't think he won a race. He did move into NASCAR in 08, though, to drive mm. for Bill Davis, and he didn't do shit. And then Bill Davis. I haven't heard anything from Bill Davis in a very long time. Yeah, I don't even know if he's alive anymore, to be uh, frank with you. And let me let me go back to Google. Yeah, but he ha- he always had a good team. So, but moving on kind of a little bit, we kind of got sidetracked there with the road course talk. Yep. But, uh. What did, did you want to talk about uh, the NASCAR Facebook oh, yeah. incident? This is something I think that needs to be addressed. For anybody, I, now I, I kind of have a good idea of our following. Yeah. Some, a lot of them are new fans. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're, if this is what's keeping you from, from NASCAR, I completely understand. Yeah. Because a lot of the shit you see on NASCAR on Facebook is atrocious. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, recently, there was a comment by... Here, let me get it queued up here. Oh, yeah. Let me find it. But this is just completely deplorable. Shouldn't have anything to do with our fan base. It's a shame that people like this exist. But this is by Linda Via. You can already hear the white trash in her name. <laughs> she said, oh, this is after Daniel Suarez... Was dumped. Yeah, was given his post-race interview. She said, oh, well, now we got another crybaby. Last couple of races, he's blamed someone. Blame someone. Nice. Get back to Mexico where you came from. Our country and the majority of the NASCAR fans don't want you here anyway. Sure, don't need, sure don't need another crybaby, especially one that can't speak English as great as all the other drivers. Cry baby, go home, please. How well do you think that woman speaks Spanish? Not very good. Yeah. She can't even speak English. She can't speak English, yeah. 
Daniel I mean, Suarez might have been able to compose that sentence better than she did. No doubt. He could speak two languages, I think. Yeah. That just really shows you how well he's adapted to kind of the culture around him yeah. when he's been wherever he's been. I think he could speak Portuguese, Jesus. English, and Spanish. I so see, I could see him picking up French, too. I could see him picking up French. Yeah, I really I can, too. I think he's a world-renowned man. You know, and... I'm a guy who I'm, I'm a Joe Gibbs racing guy. Yeah. And, you know, but Daniel Suarez, like, like, the, do you see that you're literally hating on the future of your sport? Yeah. Of, this, of a different nationality that brings in probably so many more fans than yeah. you can probably think of. This is a guy who has proven week in and week out as well that he can. He, he's here for because he can drive. Yeah. You know? And another thing I don't get is people are like, ooh, he, uh, he, he kind of bought his way into a Joe Gibbs car. Ooh, that's why Carl Edwards left. Like, if that went with with what money? Like, yeah. have you seen his where he grew up? Like, his dad owns a, a VW shop where he mm. works on bugs. Like, what kind of upbringing do you think would require to buy one of the top-tier spots in NASCAR? Exactly. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, these people sit here and they're like, oh, we want the blue-collar drivers. Well, that's kind of what Daniel Suarez is. He is a blue-collar driver, yeah. And everyone loves Clint Boyer. And, you know, it, you're literally looking at Daniel Suarez, who's, yeah, the same. But just because he sounds a little different and might, you know, look a little different than, than your favorite driver, you just feel like he should be just shit on. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And it really kind of speaks volumes for our fan base, which sucks. Yeah, I want all those people to go the hell away. I do too. Yeah. Uh, the one thing the one thing I like about Suarez is at the mo at at the face of all this these people who taunt him and everything, he just keeps driving and keeps showing everybody why he's there, you know? He had a great run at Sonoma. Could have ran top 10, of course, got spun out by Jimmy Johnson. All seven time. Yeah, all seven time. But uh, he just keeps coming up, and he keeps making great, putting together good finishes. He's He hasn't quite been up there to win races, but I think his time is coming really, really soon. I can't wait till that guy does win a race. I, do, I really can't. I know? can't either. He He's already won in two series in the trucks and the Xfinity series. Hell, he won he's an Xfinity champion. series championship, yeah. so... If that doesn't give you enough credentials to be in the Cup Series, then I don't know what does. Exactly. So, Daniel Suarez, of course, not the only driver to face this kind of of uh, of abuse from fans. Daryl mm-hmm. Wallace as well, and it's ridiculous. And if someone would literally just give him like a second to talk, like Daryl Wallace is literally is blue collar as shit. Yeah, he comes from Mobile, Mobile, Alabama, like. Daryl Wallace, like at, at Daytona, I bought the tickets um, for a um, for a Daryl Wallace like meet and greet. Oh, really? As part of my ticket package, yeah. So it's because I want to interact with him. I think he's a cool guy. Yeah, he's you awesome. Know? You know, it's just like you're literally just gonna hate somebody off of how they look or how they speak. It's ridiculous. I give, mean, yeah, you don't even give him a chance. That you would think that in in this day and age, in 2018, this would not be a problem, but. Yeah. I mean, I guess I wouldn't expect anything less from the old guard, you know? Yeah, they're going to die soon and be okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as as harsh as it sounds, that's what NASCAR needs. And, you know, it's and I guess we can talk about this, what I'm about to bring up later, but did, did you happen to see what Jeff Gluck was, was talking about? Like, yeah. he, he asked everybody, what is keeping you away and also what is keeping you yeah. watching? 
I guess we can talk about that later. I don't know how much time we got left I, in this segment. Let's, we can talk about that next segment because okay. we have about a minute, okay. 16 seconds so left. So I guess real quick, we can. I'll, I'll review 21, okay? Yeah. Um, so your picks to win, Kyle Busch finished fifth. Not so bad. Pretty solid there. You picked Trevor Bain to finish 20th, and uh, he finished 27th. That was closer than I thought. I yeah. really, I really thought he would have a better run. And he was doing okay. I don't know what happened, I th- but I remember he was doing okay. And it's, that it's that Jack Rouse horsepower. <laughs> it's, that, yeah, it's that six car, and that brought you to thirty-two. That's not bad. How'd you do? Uh, I had Jimmy Johnson winning. He finished eleventh. I had Chris Buescher finishing twentieth, and he finished twelfth. That's that exceeded expectations so for sure. I busted, got twenty-three. So no one hit twenty-one or picked anyone in the right spot. Um, we'll get one one day. Yeah, one day. And I guess I guess we can get our twenty-one picks on the other side in the next segment. Yeah. We can get our 21 picks for both Daytona. We could do that in segment four. Okay. Uh, so, you want to do Chicago next segment? Yeah. All right, cool. So this is the If You Ain't First Your Last podcast. This is the end of the first segment. We'll be right back to uh, talk some more NASCAR. Right on, brother. We're back here on the If You Ain't First Your Last podcast, the third segment of four. So we got a the one of the crown jewel races, I think. The Coke Zero 400, powered by Coca-Cola. Zero sugar. It's, it's the Coke. I, I remember because I called when I got my tickets, and they, I said, can I get some Coke Zero 400 tickets? And they said, oh, yeah, I got tickets for the Coke Zero Sugar 400. Was, That's dumb. Excuse me. Yeah. Jesus. I don't, I don't even like the name to begin with. Bring back Pepsi. Damn it. Damn yeah. right. We need Pepsi back. Or Firecracker. I know I know it's the Firecracker 250. I know that's the Xfinity race. Wouldn't it be cool if, like, uh, if like Sonic sponsored the race and they called it the Firecracker 400 and they had, like, a yep. new flavor of Ooh, slushies? Like a, that'd be cool. That, that, hey, I thought let, about that last night. Let's let's tweet Sonic. Yeah. And, and, and if they expanded it, maybe another 100 miles, maybe get another 500-mile Daytona race. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I feel like, uh, oh, we got Tyler Caucasian up to bat. Nice. That's a good nickname. I feel like keeping it at 400 miles is the best-case scenario. Yeah, I'm just a, I'm just a greedy fan who yeah. you know, wouldn't mind it. That's why I like going to the Texas races because you get 500 miles. Yeah. Um, the one thing, though, about the – Coke Zero 400, it might Coke be... Zero Sugar 400. Yeah. <laughs> get it right. It might be a 500-mile race with all the green-white checkers yeah. we're going to get. Yeah, I, I hope it's one of those races where literally 12 cars finish. I, and I hope <coughs> Michael McDowell is the leader. Oh, my God. That would be... I, I think the world would explode. Does anybody deserve a, a win more than Michael McDowell? I'm sure you could probably think of some names, but, yeah, Michael McDowell is definitely a, a hardworking guy. He's on the he's on the list. He's definitely least. towards the top of the list, for sure. I've never heard that man say anything negative in my whole life. Selfishly, though, I'd want, like, Bubba Wells to win. Yeah, me too. He could. He finished second in the 500. So. Yeah. There's Jong again. Jong's back, yeah. Jong is back. Down. Shout out oh, to Jong Lee. He's waving to oh, us. He's not right. big time. He acknowledges us here. Maybe we can get him on the fourth segment. I doubt it. No. He's doing the blitz. Well, I mean, we'll be done with this segment by about 7 o'clock. Yeah, it could be. We'll see. We'll see. 
We'll, we'll look into the power, the resources to see if the powers that be will come on. We Maybe. already got a confirmed guest. Yeah, Lance Zerline told you that one day he'd be on. I think it'll be probably Homestead. Yeah, well, that'd be a while. But, hey, maybe we're big time by then. Maybe maybe we do our live show from Texas Motor Speedway, and, you know, we get plus maybe 5,000 listeners or something. We get we finally secure the Napa. We're in, we're in the Napa Auto Parts studio. Yeah, we are. We did secure Napa Auto Parts. We're making, like, $30 we're getting, we're getting, combined. We're getting free uh, engine belts from we're them. Get, or we're getting free uh, spiders for... <laughs> Remember that commercial with Michael Waltrip and Daryl Jr. That Napa commercial that they would always those they would always do those Napa commercials. Was that whenever Jr. was still with with DEI? Yeah, that was like many moons ago. Because I remember the only Michael Waltrip commercials I really remember were all the Aaron's ones yeah. where he'd be like sleeping or something. Or the uh, the Napa commercials with Matt Martin Truex Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember those. That those were awesome. We you, need those. You know, <laughs> you know what my favorite commercial was? You remember whenever Kenny Wallace would drive in the Bush series and he had like that he drove like that boner pill. Oh no company. yeah it was stacker too. Stack yeah and I don't he, think they were like uh prophylactics well, but well you know it, but it was like it was like male rejuvenation or something. Yeah. It, but it's you know it's side effect boner pill. Um but they were like in a boxing ring or something and then Kenny Wallace like gives this guy the 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 pills and then just for out of nowhere like chicks show up. You remember that? Yeah. Wasn't it the big show? Yeah, it was something. Yeah, I think it was the big show. The big show was on a few of those commercials, and that was the Bush series. Like, could yeah. you imagine? Like, I don't know, like uh, Austin Sendrick doing that? Like, no way. No, Austin Sendrick's much too. I don't want laid back. Yeah, he's much too laid back. That's why I miss Kenny Wallace. Yeah, I, I do too. Kenny Wallace, uh, please come back. Yeah, come on the show. Yeah, I think we can get him. Let's sweet him. Honestly, I think we can. Let's get him because I've. I've talked to a humble brag here. Um, another, yeah. Every week, there's one name drop. Yep, I got, I got to. Mm-hmm. I've talked to him before. He's tweeted, tweeted at me several times. All right. So I think we could get him on. See, I guess we just have to work the logistics of having a call in. I guess we'd need to get like headphones or something. Or a Skype line. Yeah, but see that the audio would be rough. Yeah, but uh, I, honestly though, that's what I'm looking forward to is Texas Motor Speedway because mm-hmm. we could have guests. Yeah. We just have to figure out how to take the show on the road. I mean, uh, I could bring my laptop out there and we could do it off of like a garage band. Yeah, or it we w- could get a. Uh, I, and I have a friend who has a mixer. Okay. The uh, who we tweeted off of. Our, okay. Yeah. We could probably use his uh, mixer. All right. If, if he would let us borrow his mixer. Yeah. Shout me. Shout out to Jacob Payne. There you go. Please let us use your mixer. Thank you. Yes. All right, so what, what are we talking about? Talking about Daytona? Yeah. The old Coke Zero Sugar 400? Yeah. Are we just giving our thoughts or who we, who we got to win or what's up? Um, so I kind of wanted to talk about Daytona, going on trips to Daytona. Okay. This is your first time, right? No, I've been. I, I My first time going was that 2007 race where Jamie McMurray beat Kyle Busch yeah, by like was, a hair follicle. That was like one of the greatest races of that all time. That was a fantastic the race. The final car of yesterday race at yeah. Daytona. Yeah, and... At the time, everybody still hated Kyle Busch or started hating Kyle Busch. Everyone was like, you know, F Kyle Busch, go McMurray. And at the time, I was just a Burton fan, so I was like, why are they so mean to him? But all right. So Daytona has a special kind of aura. It's a, it's a beautiful facility, yeah. too. 
now with what they've done to it, it's, yeah, it's incredible. There's there's escalators now. Yeah, and they have charging stations mm-hmm. and that big cool zone that sprays mist down. Yeah, and uh, they in the. Uh, I don't know what the word is, but like you know the area where you're like walking through to get to like your seats, a little like main walking area where all the shops yeah. and whatnot yeah, are. Yeah. They have a whole bunch of cars there, and at the start finish line, I believe they have a Rainbow Warrior yeah. Jeff Gordon. I car. got a picture of it. Same, yeah. I, um, I had no idea you went to Daytona, but good. For I you, went man. last year okay. when Kurt Busch won. Okay. <clears throat> wait, wait, wait. You were there for the. 500? Yeah. Wow. I've been I've been to a couple 500s. I've never been to a 500. That's a definite bucket list. Yeah, thing. you got to go to a Daytona 500 if you're a NASCAR fan. The, the ones I went to is another humble brag, by the way. Okay. It was the 04 Daytona 500. That's a good one. 06, 09, and last year. Who won 09? Matt Kenseth. Okay, that was a good one. It, it got rained out. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was the Montoya one. Uh, no, that was 2012. Okay, because I remember the Montoya one. That was delayed by rain, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, was it? delayed a day. Yeah. Kenseth won both of those races. Yeah, because I remember that race finished, what, like 3 a.m. on a Tuesday or something? Yeah, it was. I think it was Monday when it, it was yeah, like 1 a.m. Yeah. I stayed up late to watch that Hell one. Hell yeah. Um, but Daytona is a special place. What have kind of been your Daytona memories that you like? It doesn't have to be from <coughs> when you were there. Um. Well, I guess I'll start off from when I was there. Like when I went in 2007, that that finish was absolutely incredible. I had great seats. Um, but before that race started, like I said, I was a Burton fan, and um, I I was able to sit outside of his hospitality tent for AT and T, and I wasn't able to be in there because you know we didn't have passes. But I I was able to stand outside, and he like you could tell he kept on looking at me from the outside because I I'm the only person there who has like all his shit on like right. and in 2007 I don't know how many fans Jeff Burton was carrying, but uh, yeah after he got out of the hospitality tent he kind of pulled up in a golf cart and was like hey man you want to sign your hat I'm just like starstruck I couldn't talk right so I didn't say anything my mom's like yeah he would love that and he just gives it back to me and he gets back on the golf cart and. He, like, floats away into the night. Jeff Burton is a really cool guy. Love that dude. Um, really enjoyed his time when he drove for Roush. Uh, that, that's an awesome, yeah. like, just meeting your favorite driver when you're a kid is like. He's my hero. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite Daytona memories, now that we're kind of talking about Daytona. Mm-hmm. Um, I went, the first time I went was 04. Okay. And me and my dad flew in. And we got there. We flew into Orlando. That's normally what I end up doing. But this yeah. time I'm flying to Daytona Beach. Really? Yeah. That's pretty freaking cool. How are you going to – are you uh, taking, like, Spirit or – No, it's uh, – I think I'm taking American. It's one of those smaller planes. Oh, yeah. But um, I flew into Orlando. It took us, like, an hour to get there. And we sat in traffic, big-time traffic. We bought tickets from the scalper. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, "Man, if these tickets aren't aren't good and aren't good, I'm gonna kill that dude." As he should have. Yeah, and um, we got there, and we sat in the back stretch. Oh, those good old back stretch days. <clears throat> yeah, and Junior won that race. Oh my God! And it was insane. Yeah, I bet it was like redneck heaven that day. Yeah, getting out of that race or that racetrack though was the worst thing ever. Yeah, if, if there's one thing about about attendance numbers going down is that it's really not bad getting in and out of the racetrack anymore. Yeah, I mean, we sat in traffic. Coming in or going out? Coming out. Okay. We sat in traffic 
for four hours. Oh, I can beat that. I can so beat that. Really? Yeah, this isn't this isn't even Daytona. I went to the inaugural Kentucky race, okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that story? Yeah. Eight hours. Jesus Christ. Eight hours getting out. Yeah, and luckily, we showed up like six hours before the green flag. So we were, me and my family, we were one of the few people that were in the facility for the green flag. They really screwed it, up on that one. Literally, what they did was they just, they didn't have a parking lot. They just had this fat-ass plot of land and just said park. So everyone parked where, you know, it was convenient for their car. Ridiculous. And getting out, you had to wait for people to get out. You couldn't, like, literally, like, people probably ran out of gas trying to get out. At least you got to see your, your boy win that race. Yeah, though. I did. Yeah. It was, it was of course, it, the, the best, I think it was cool whenever it's always a Kyle Busch, Brad Keselowski duel. Yeah. It's kind of like, I mean, for me, it's like good and evil. But for a lot of people, it's evil and evil. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't like Brad either. No. Which is weird because he was a disciple of Junior. He's a great spokesman. I well, I think a lot of people don't like Brad after he, you know, pretty much flipped Carl Edwards <laughs> at, are, at, at Talladega. It, oh yeah, yeah. It that, it happened again at Atlanta and though. Carl got him back. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean it, but you know, just going to races in general, but going to Daytona, it's is, something else. Is a whole different animal. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some other memories I had at Daytona. Um. I was, it was, well, last year, um, I got, I was just walking around the concourse area. That's the word I was looking for earlier. Um, I was just walking around there, and I was at William Byron's, like, uh, merchandise area, and they were like, hey, William Byron's coming by. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, I'll wait for William Byron. You know, he signed my shit, and, you know, I was on my way. And then I watched the Xfinity race, and William Byron takes her home. I'm like, damn, like, four hours ago, he signed my hat. Yeah. Um, that's the thing about NASCAR that I think is still great is you your accessibility. Yes, by far. Now, like for you, you know people and you can get extra accessibility, but you will too when we yeah, get to when Texas. Are, when we go don't, to Texas, don't, yeah. don't act like you, you're. Oh, I'm gonna take advantage of that. You're a peasant. No, but yeah, I'd say most of the time you're gonna have to pay for those rights yeah. to get more accessibility. But you know, there's sometimes. I mean, heck. Um, Geico always has stuff out, and they're always like, Ty Dillon's making an appearance. Or it, whenever I went to Texas Motor Speedway, Daniel Suarez was doing autographs for Stanley, and you just pull up, and there's like a three-minute wait, and get a Suarez autograph, and, you know, it's it, it's pretty great. Yeah, it's it's awesome, and that's one thing I'm glad that's really kind of stuck. stuck around, yeah. you know, the accessibility and just your access to how close you can get to the drivers. And I don't know, have you ever gotten those infield passes at Daytona? Um. Yes. So six. Yeah. So you you get up to the to the garage area and you can just put there's like a little window and you can put your stuff in for the guys to sign and whatnot and I'll be sure to just literally camp put up a tent and a fire by the eighteen one and just wait for Kyle. To push. <laughs> yeah. He um he's usually around. Yeah. But um Kyle Kyle's always been one of those guys that is hit or miss. You know, mm-hmm. you catch him on a bad day, he he yeah he'll walk right by it, but. It, when he's not racing, he's one of the nicest people out there. Mm-hmm. I was, I was uh, pulling out uh, the infield, and he was walking with his daughter, or his son, his son yeah. Brexton, and his wife. And uh, I was in my car going to my mom's, and uh, I saw him, and I was like, "Hey, Kyle!" And he was like, "Hey, hey, man, back, hey, yeah." It's like, and and I saw that <clears throat> on Twitter that 
Brad Keselowski was recently on Junior's podcast as well, I believe. Oh, really? Oh, no, no, it was Denny Hamlin, excuse yeah. me. And and everyone said, wow, it's it's really weird to see, you know, these guys are really likable off the racetrack. Yeah. And, and, and Gluck, I love Jeff Gluck, and he, he again said, like, you know, when it's race weekend, they're dialed in, you know. It's, yeah, they got to be. Yeah, and then whenever they're on Junior's podcast, they're, they're, they're themselves. Yeah, and honestly – even with how how much they gotta go through, they're still pretty cordial, you know. Jong's back. Jong is back. <laughs> He's waved to us again. They're still pretty nice. Like yeah. they're they're not they're not dicks. No. I mean, I've never ran into one. Um, yeah, I can't think of a time whenever I've had a bad. I mean, but I haven't had that many experiences. Most of them have been Jeff Burton related, so yeah, it's, it hasn't been bad for me. So you know, just an awesome. Awesome job of how they make it so close. Uh, another thing I wanted to kind of talk about with Daytona, what has been your favorite Daytona race? Who? Well, again, I go back to 07, the yeah. McMurray Kyle Bush one because I was there. Um, the the also the 07 500 that Harvick that won. That was a classic. That was that was a great one. Um, what was the one did, whenever um, – was it Ryan Newman that shoved Kurt Busch to that yeah. win? I forgot what year it, it that was. It was Newman that – or Bush that shoved – Yeah, it was the other way. Yeah, yeah, Newman won. Yeah, that was a great one. Yeah, it's uh, – that's – and 02 was the year Sterling Marlin got pretty much yeah. black flagged for checking out his own car. <laughs> yeah. You'd never see that ever happen again. No. I think Sterling kind of taught everybody that you shouldn't <laughs> Stay in that. the car, yeah. But um, a ra- my favorite Daytona race – I think was the 05500. Mm-hmm. Tony Stewart, Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, Dale Jr., Michael Waltrip all battling for the win. I can't think of a better race. No, that's definitely <laughs> you think of especially in 05 superstars is super speedway racing, pretty much all the guys you just named. Yeah. Um but I have one that probably um, in popular opinion will outweigh that one, the 01 July race. Oh, yeah. That Dale Jr. won. That was the most crowded I I think I'd ever seen a race. Yeah, ever. that 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 was a special moment. Yeah, especially with Waltrip. I mean, a lot of people were mad that Waltrip came down and celebrated with Junior. They, they everyone kind of said that maybe it was like selfish of him, but I never saw it that way. Like that was basically Mikey getting to celebrate his Daytona 500 win. Yeah, to me because you know you can't celebrate whenever Dale Earnhardt dies. Yeah, you know, so, and honestly, I think. That's how it was always how it always was. Either Junior or Waltrip won Daytona or Talladega every yeah. every year. Yeah, it was it, it was interchangeable between the two. So I I get why people thought it was selfish or it might have been fixed, but that was how it was. And even if it was fixed, like if there's one race I didn't mind being fixed, it it would have to be that one with that result. Yeah. You know? That had to happen because it was so the the even the finish was so beautiful. It's like, it's like it's Junior Waltrip and then four wide all behind them through the yeah, trial. Yeah, and all you the know? flash bulbs yeah. going on. It was it was so beautiful. That was probably NASCAR's like defining season. That was yeah of when we were alive. And then all and then nine eleven and then Junior won. Junior Dover. won again. Yeah. yeah. Which is insane. Yeah, and that race was incredible too. That was that just shows you how good Junior was back then. Yeah, you did. Dale Junior, I'd <laughs> say from two thousand to two thousand four was absolutely elite. I think so, no doubt. 
So we got about two more or one fun. more minute. That was yeah. fun, man. We, that got me pumped up. We kind of you know? relived our favorite NASCAR moments yeah. in the past. Yeah, we, we need to do like an on-this-date thing. Yeah, for maybe. sure. That's That might be another segment idea. So we'll come back to the uh, the great segment four. Who the hell knows who's going to be sitting next to you? It might be Parker. It might be, I don't know if it'll might be, be Shay. might be Fred or AJ. No, no doubt. <laughs> they're, they're too big. AJ himself said, I'm never coming on the, any of your podcasts because I'm on the radio. So that's not going to happen. I don't need to come on your podcast. I'm AJ Hoffman. Yeah. I'm a UFC fighter. <laughs> so uh, we'll see what happens here. <coughs> Excuse me. You're excused. I'm Trey Campbell. Uh, he's Tristan Shannon. I am. And this is the If You Ain't First, Your Last podcast. We'll be right back to wrap it up here in the Napa Auto Parts studio. That's right. Got my hands on the wheel and I'm flying. Heartbeat loud as a thunder rolls. Riding in on the stampede of lightning. All right, we are back for the final segment. Um, I might step out for a second to say hi to AJ, but we can hit pause okay. when that time comes. Just a heads up, the Rays got a dude named Yarbrough out there pitching. Yeah, it's Kale. That? It has to be Kale. Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be funny if like what was Kale's number like? Um, let me Google it. It might have been. What if it's forty-eight? There's no. I think it might have been. I think it was. No. The Hardy's car. Look up the it Hardy's was, car. It was, it was mainly 27. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was 27. I I don't know why I saw it as 48. See, we can cut out the Google part where I can just be like, oh, yeah, it was mainly 27. Yeah, we <laughs> we could keep It's no big deal. But um, Kale Yarbrough, also Leroy Yarbrough. Two, oh, I'm sorry. His his main car was the eleven car. Yeah, he drove for Haas Ellington. You're yeah. right, but uh, Yarbrough out there doing serving his it thing. up. Yeah, getting Altuve out. Yep, Altuve's been kind of in a funk for a little bit of the season, but Here. he's. Oh, I'm sorry. I was I, I I was thinking out loud. My bad. No, it's I do that too sometimes, but uh, Altuve's been kind of in a funk. It's been all Evan Gaddis. Yeah, that's going into 2018. You really don't want to say it's been all Evan Gaddis. You know, it's probably if you were to say that in February, it'd probably like, well, we're gonna suck. He's been incredible though. Yeah, 30 RBIs. Better than Mike Trout this year. Well, in the in the month of June. Yeah, I mean, it's just astounding. What a career he's had. What what a turnaround it's been for him. Hard to believe he was a janitor. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Is there any rags to riches NASCAR stories that kind of compare to Evan Gaddis that you can think of? Um, most of every driver in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, pretty much. Wendell Scott. Yeah. Even though he didn't really do much, he won that one race, but he didn't have the uh, the funding. Yeah. So, but Wendell Scott, let me just say, I'm so happy he got into the Hall of Fame, you know? Yeah, definitely deserving. And, and it was really cool to see Daryl Wallace Jr. with the, with how significant that was to win in that 34 truck. Yeah. That that might be something we ask about. That would be yeah. That'd be yeah. That'd be a really good journalistic question. Yeah, we um, gotta we gotta ask the journalistic questions. But 
in in terms of what you said about Wendell Scott in the Hall of Fame, it's I, I think I think that Hall of Fame in any sport, I think the definition of it is can you tell the history of this sport without or without this person's name? And if you can, they shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. I never really thought of it like that. You know, but it, but you you obviously have to talk about Wendell Scott. You have to, yeah, because he was such a trailblazer. Yeah, especially in that time. Yeah, you know, and with all the with all the prejudice and that we unfortunately still see today. But yeah, for behind, some reason behind a computer screen. Yeah, yeah. But I, I like that shirt though. I oh, the Kyle Busch shirt. Yeah. yeah, that this was the championship. This is crispy M and M's Toyota shirt. Yeah, I those crispy M and M's. I miss that car. I, I, I miss, loved the crispy M and M's. I do too. I tried the uh, caramel ones, and that it wasn't good. He always wins in that caramel car, though. Uh, yeah, he didn't win last week though. He's got Skittles on this week. Red, white, and blue Skittles. Yeah. America. America. I don't know if he's carrying Interstate or, or M and M's again at Daytona. I think it'll probably be interstate because yeah. doesn't he usually run interstate at Daytona? It sucks because he always runs interstate <laughs> at Texas and Daytona, and those are always the races I go to. Yeah, yeah. Um, he'll be up front in Daytona for sure. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, that that can lead us into our total crap shoot of twenty one. Yeah, I'll let you go first. I need to think about my twentieth place guy. My winner is going to be Ryan Blaney. Okay, that's bold. And my 20th place finisher is going to be Austin Dillon. Wow. He's not going to sweep. No. Uh, well, I still don't have enough. T- I, I know who my 20th place is. I, Eric Jones. Just because, you know, I'm not sure if Eric Jones is good enough to win Daytona, but I don't think he's going to be bad to be bad, you know? Yeah. Um, and my winner, it's, it's tough. Let me think. You said you said Ryan Blaney. I think because he dominated Daytona. Hey, I'm gonna shake us up real quick. I'm gonna say Chase Elliott brings her home. Finally. Yeah. He finally wins a race. Yeah. Do you think Chase Elliott will cry in victory lane? I, I think a lot of people who'd be at that race would. I I, I got to be honest with you. There have been a few times the sports made me cry. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's and that's that's another reason of like what, what's your passion for the sport. You know, it's that's another reason. Like, this is the only sport. Whenever uh, I was, I'm, I'm bringing it back to Jeff Burton a lot in this show. But whenever Jeff Burton won that Dover race in '06, where he outdueled Matt Kenseth, yeah, he finally won. Finally won for the first time in like five years. I had literally cried. I bawled. I was. It felt like he just like won the championship. Right. I almost cried when Gordon won Martinsville. Yeah, that was <clears throat> that was definitely a tear jerking race. That was that was one of his biggest wins because he needed to win that race. Yeah, yeah, that was the only way he got in. Yeah. I for sure cried when he lost the title in 04. That, that, I was crying all the way back home. Were you crying whenever uh, Boyer wanted to kick his ass? No, nah, I was <laughs> I was pulling for Gordon to get out there and go beat him up. That would have been, <clears throat> been an interesting, that would have been an interesting fight. I don't think Gordon would have won. Oh, hell no. Uh, who'd you have finished 20th of Daytona? I'm sorry. I think I said, uh... Austin Dillon. That's right. You said he wouldn't repeat. That's no, he yeah. he doesn't. He's man. The way he won that race, it kind of sticks in my craw. You know, it kind of. You sounded like John Gruden when he said that. Yeah, sticks in my craw. That's you know? what I was going for. But uh, it that we talked about the O two five hundred and it being Ward Burton, um, Elliot Sadler, and you said Jeff Bodine. Yeah. It, Austin Dillon. 
Bubba Wallace. And who finished her? Was it was it Reagan? I think it was Hamlin. It was Hamlin. Yeah. Okay, well, minus Hamlin. That could be the same thing. Yeah. It wasn't O2, the O2 500 where that big wreck was <clears throat> when Harvick blocked Gordon. And yeah, because because there wasn't because I remember then that race Ward Burton and Elliot Sadler weren't talked about hardly at all. But there was that big ass wreck. Yeah. And, and that was wherever Sterling Marlin checked the car and he had to get black flagged yeah. to the back because he was out front but thought he had damage. It was pretty funny because uh, <clears throat> I, when I was watching that race as a kid. Um, yeah, I was seven watching that race. Yeah, I was like, yeah, right around the same age as you. I was like five or six. But uh, I was watching that race, and um, Dale Jarrett had this commercial where they were at a Ford dealership, and Dale was like, uh, why don't we take it for a test drive? And he takes off his fire suit, and then it cut back at, cut through that commercial back to the race with like a 20-car pileup. <laughs> like, damn it, Dale. Yeah, that test drive must not have went so good for you. Um. Speaking of Dale Jarrett, did you? I don't know if you saw this. I saw this on Twitter or somewhere, but they were comparing the careers of Martin Truex Jr. and Dale Jarrett. That's an interesting comparison. And it started. It's literally the same. Whatever it is, it does. It is kind of similar because, now that I think about it. Because Dale Jarrett didn't start winning till he got in the '88, <clears throat> really, and MTJ didn't really start winning till he got in the '78. Yeah. And it, I think Del Del Jarrett has like maybe four more wins than MTJ at this point. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's not like saying that Martin Truex is going to fall off at any point, but it's it, you could see it ending the exact same way potentially. That's really weird to think about because aside from that one win in '03, he really didn't do much after that. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then he won Talladega, but anybody can win Talladega. Yeah. But it's crazy to think. Dale was a title contender for like a really many years. Yeah, like a really long time. And you really with with how the point system was back then, as long as you just finished in the top five or the top ten. Yeah, because I mean, heck, we saw guys like we saw guys like would never win a race, be contending for championships. Yeah, like, yeah. Matt Kenseth won one race and won a title. And then remember whenever um, I mean, I know this is more recent, but Ryan Newman almost won the title without winning a single yeah. race. It's crazy how how everything changes, but in the end of the day, nothing really changes, you know? Newman nearly winning a race without winning, or winning a title without winning a race. But if he would have won Homestead, I feel like that kind of would have vindicated it a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, because he'd have earned it, you know. That was, the only way he got to Homestead was whenever he knocked out. Larson. Yeah, he knocked Larson out of the way. And then Gordon was, that race made me really mad. What'd Gordon do? He finished second. But he didn't make it because... Oh, that's right, because Newman knocked Larson out of the way. And last, the, the week before, uh, Brad Keselowski, like, Gordon was leading the race, and Keselowski ran into him and cut his tire down That was Texas. the Texas race, yes. Yeah. And they, they kind of fought after that. Yeah, yeah, the crew member punched Brad in the face. Mm -hmm. I remember watching that video, and there was this fan, he was like, kick his ass, kick his ass, crap. <laughs> You remember that uh, at the Martinsville thing with Hamlin and, and Chase Elliott, that like big dude that was that was on Chase Elliott's uh, like kind of he was a fan at his pit stall. Oh, yeah. and he kind of came like, He's out. A kid. Yeah, and he came out there and started talking to Hamlin and like or his pit guys or something. It was like, whoa, this dude's like six eight and like three twenty. Let's yeah. just get this dude back. He's like, he's a kid. Yeah, like and you're, you're a not, veteran and you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Chase Elliott's not a kid. No. By the way, he's like 22. Yeah, he's he's. If you're old enough to drink, I don't think you're a kid. Anymore. He's a grown man. He's a grown man. 
But that was kind of the moment the guard kind of shifted. Yeah. You know, like, you know, it kind of, there was a new, like, a new face of NASCAR. And Chase just, he's not done anything, but. It kind of, it kind of reminds you of Dale Jr. towards the end. Yeah. Everyone loves Dale Jr., but he's just not doing shit. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I really like Jr., though, because. He he was always funny, you know. Yeah, he was the perfect face of a league because he was such a relatable guy, and everyone—I won't say felt sorry for him, but everyone had like empathy. Yeah, you know, there was a lot of there was a lot of empathy towards his situation of having to try to fill his dad's shoes. But if any junior fan would ever try to come at me sideways at a, at a NASCAR race, I would so just bring up the fact of one to zero. You yeah, know? Kyle's got a title. Yeah. Junior doesn't. Yeah, and, it, and it, I remember. I remember at Texas after not after Kyle won, but it was the year before that. Um, that was whenever I believe did Logano win that race? I forgot who won that race. Was that fourteen? It was, no, no, it was it was it was seventeen. Oh, it was because I remember Ryan Blaney dominated, but something happened. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, that was Johnson. That's right. It yeah. was Johnson because Johnson won. Like yeah, because I remember I was like anybody but Logano, and then Johnson came out of nowhere. That's right. And then after the race. This lady tried telling me, like, Kyle Busch is a bitch. And I'm just like, yeah, Kyle Busch is a bitch who actually wins championships because I could see she had a junior shirt on. And she's like, well, junior's a nice man. I'm like, okay. That's always their argument. Yeah, like, congrats. Like, when, when it's always down to, like, a driver that's actually won something versus junior, then, well, he's a good guy. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Put like, that on your plaque. And I have nothing against Dale Jr. I, I just have either. everything against Dale Jr. fans. Yeah, they're the worst type of people. Yeah. They, and uh, I remember when Jr., when I went to Talladega. Oh, man. This was this was like 18 years ago. Have you ever been in a Talladega race that Jr.'s won? Um, no, but I've been to a Talladega race where Sr. won. Oh, wow. So I had my Jeff Gordon shirt on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was there, and I was watching the race, and this dude was like, Hey, hey, kid, you hear Jeff Gordon ain't driving? He's letting his wife drive today. <laughs> and I was so mad. You had to be like three at that time, it right? Was, it for, was like 2000. So you were like three or something? I was five. You were five, okay. And uh, I was like, shut up. You're, you're an get, idiot. You're getting mocked by a grown man, and you're five years old. That's now. Talladega. You gotta love it. Yeah, you yeah. remember? Remember that year Gordon won? I think he was in a Pepsi car, and they were they were throwing cans. They were at throwing him. cans at him. Yeah, that was that was the uh, that race. That was the 04 Aaron's four ninety nine, I think. And Gordon was leading, and Junior was right there next to him. And Brian Vickers spun out, and they threw a caution, and NAS- and uh, NASCAR didn't have the green white checkers. Thought he ended under the caution. Yeah, that was one of the races that influenced the green white checkers. I think because Junior would have won. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if he would have won because they still had like one more lap left. Yeah, but I do think the green white checkers a great add on. I think so too. I, I would always hate when the race would end under, under yellow. Any idiot that says the green white che- that the, they should just finish the race to the advertised distance is an idiot. And and the I'm I'm a huge fan of the lucky dog. And the side by side restart. Yeah, I can. I hated wherever they were single file. Yeah, I can agree with the uh, the the lucky dog to an extent, but I think they should let him race back. I miss that. See, that's a safety thing, but yeah, I do like the race back thing. So you're saying like 
They race back. If the cars are out of the way. Everyone everyone who races back and beats the leader can get back on the lead lap. And then yeah. the first person who doesn't beat the leader back also gets their lap back? That could be how it, how it works. Okay. But uh, if that were the case, it would just be the first guy to f- be on the, la- the last car lap down. Right. They would just be battling each other. The way I see it, like, I, I don't feel like you should do away with the uh, the lucky dog because mm-hmm. if you go a lap down, your race is effectively over if you don't have the lucky dog. Right. Or the free pass or whatever they call I, it. I don't know why they went away from lucky dog. And what happened to the freaking gopher on Fox? Remember that? Oh, yeah, Digger? Digger? Yeah. Everybody misses Digger, but everybody I'm, hated him when he was coming up. No, they, they were selling shirts and everything. I love Digger. The kids loved him. Yeah. But, um... It was, it was a great... Fox really... I've always liked how Fox covered races. I always really loved Daryl Waltrip. Um, I think he's kind of run his course now. Yeah, he's a little stale. Yeah, a but... A little uh, stale. I don't know of anybody better to replace him with, though. Hey, it's it's going to have to be Boyer. Maybe Boyer. The Boyer's the only one. They're probably going to ask him to stay till Boyer's done. Yeah, that's going to be a long time, though. Yeah, Boyer's in his, what, early 40s? Yeah, but he's still got a lot of racing. Oh, yeah, Boyer's like, I ain't going to hang him up now. Yeah, I got the 14 car. Uh-huh. I was really mad when they announced he was going to take over the 14. Who? You, I remember you told me you wanted somebody else to Larson. take over that. Yeah, you wanted Larson. But luckily, over. Larson stayed with Chevy. He didn't didn't go to Ford. Um, but, man, Boyer's kind of been forgiven now. I yeah. don't. It's funny how people kind of forget what happened in 13, and people just kind of forget, like, moved on, I guess. Yeah, Boyer was kind of a dick. Yeah, but, like, I don't know if I can forgive him for that. Spengate? Yeah. Yeah, that was, was it he who intentionally wrecked? It was Boyer, It was Boyer who wrecked on purpose, yeah. And Vickers pitted too early to get the... uh, MWR was just dirty. Yeah, but Penske did it, too. Yeah, well, I guess if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Yeah. And, uh, and then that year, whenever he carried the 15 over to that to that other team, I forgot what team it was, but that was that was hard to watch. With the uh, Bill Davis when he drove, I think it was always the 55. But no, now, no, no, I'm talking about I'm talking about Boyer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. To uh, uh, Harry Scott racing. Yeah, yeah. And he'd finish like 30th He's every like, week. This car fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah. Radioactive. That that would always be great. I hate this fucking car. Yeah. <laughs> Is Tony Stewart retired yet? Damn it. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he he's still got four. Uh, he's lost five-hour energy now. Yeah. Yeah, he has. He's with the, they're with Truex. Yeah. So. Probably a better, I guess, face of the franchise for like an entire like population. Yeah. You know, Truex, I think, can appeal to an entire nation of people. He's got a commercial with uh, with with those guys yeah. with the battery. Yeah, now that's kind of stupid. It's pretty dumb. Yeah, but uh, they don't pay him to uh, make good advertisements. They no. pay him to go win cha- championships. That's right. And uh, I mi- but I do really miss the days where we had funny NASCAR commercials. I miss I miss the era of Clint Boyer and the Jack Daniels car. That was that's that's a fun era for me. Even though it was Car Tomorrow. That was still a fun era. Yeah, and then he switched with Casey Mears. Mm-hmm. That, that was stupid. Yeah. But, uh, man, I just, I don't know. I, I really, really think that uh, we have a gold mine with all these drivers, with Ryan Blaney. They just haven't, they just haven't you know, shown themselves yet. Yeah. And, 
And 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 this is my thing. Even if they do win, if no one's watching, how does that how does that help? I think we they have a a, a healthy audience. Two million people watched last year. We were last down. Week. I saw Fox was down seven hundred thousand though. Yeah, I mean that's not good, but I mean two point three million people. That's a still, jun- that's a junior effect though. Yeah, in my that's opinion. still pretty good. Yeah, when you have two point three million people watching your race, it's just that people don't go to the races anymore. No, and that's what's that's what sucks is because because it looks worse than it is. Yeah, and yeah. it's so expensive to travel places. NASCAR races are never anywhere close to anybody, unless you live like. In the southeast. Yeah. yeah. Like, and even going to Texas, I make the trip because I love it, mm. but, like, it's four hours, it's four hours from yeah. here. Yeah. Who has time to drive four hours? Exactly. I mean, like, I, I always envy the people who, like, live literally right next to Martinsville. Yeah. They just wake up and walk to the track. Yeah. And I, I, I the schedule needs to change. No doubt. They, I'm not saying, like, shift races. I'm talking about new tracks, new everything, you know? Yeah. So at least sub out some tracks. I like I'd be okay if if it meant sacrificing a Texas race, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to, but if they went say if they went to like uh, I I can't even think right now, but say say if they went to Nashville or something, would you sacrifice a, the spring Texas race for that? Um, I don't know cuz no. I have connections and I like going to the race. Okay. So you're you're just you're Yeah. Uh, for my own gain. You're selfish. Yeah. Okay. But um yeah, I mean I get what you're saying. Yeah. Definitely need more races. But we just need we can just kick New Hampshire completely off the yeah. schedule. Bye. Yeah, nobody needs you, New Hampshire. No. I am okay with losing a Michigan race. Yeah, me too. Um possi- I'm I'm okay losing a Pocono race. Oh, no doubt. Um I'd be okay with another road course. I'm not yeah, saying go like back to Sonoma Circuit, or Watkins Glen. Circuit yeah, of the Americas. A different one, yeah. How about an international That's road what I was course? Saying. Let's go out of the country. Let's go to Brands Hatch. Let's go to, let's go to Japan. Let's go to Monaco. All right. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So, uh, that would that, be a messy race. We're, we're about over. We're a minute over here. It's 21. 21. So uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. I'd like to thank Napa Auto Parts. And Raisin Cane's. And Raisin Cane's. And I'm, shout out Subway for my sandwich. Yeah, I'm one step closer to opening up a Raisin Cane's. Unlike, uh, I had naysayers out there. You have. William R., I mm. think is his name. Too bad. I don't know his name. It, eventually, you're going to get podcast money, and you're going to open that Raisin Cane's. And he's not going to get any food. Oh, because you can deny anyone who you want. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, uh, President. Right on, brother. All right. Well, uh, we'll we'll be uh, we're taking a week off, but yep. we'll be back for. Uh, you know, I'm not even gonna guess. I don't want to be wrong. I don't either. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll be, be back, back after Daytona. Yeah, we'll be back after Daytona. This has been the If You Ain't First Your Last podcast. I'm Juggalo Trey. I'm Tristan Shannon. You can follow me at Juggalo underscore Trey twenty three. And I am at Tristan underscore Shannon, but the O in Shannon is a zero. All right. We'll see you in two weeks.